0: Welcome to the Keto Life Podcast presented by Dolce Vita. We're so excited for this week because today we're launching the first part of a four-part series. It's a conversation that we have with Jill Murphy of Mission Fitness and Dr. Beth Ann Piper. You do not want to miss these next four weeks, these next four episodes. There is so much depth And this conversation that we recorded at the Cafe Cabal Studios in downtown Syracuse. And you do not want to miss one episode. So make sure that you hit that subscribe button. Whatever platform you're listening to the podcast on. So that way you are the first to know when the next episode drops. It would mean so much if you could leave us a review. And let us know what you think of the Keto Life Podcast. If you've never been down to Dolce Vita. need to stop down. We have a complete lunch and dinner and dessert menu that is all focused 100% on that keto way of eating and the keto lifestyle. If you don't already, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Dolce Vita Syracuse and find us online at dvqs.com. Without further ado, here is part one of the conversation with Jill Murphy and Dr. Beth Ann Piper.
1: And they're actually, they know that they need to change their diet. They know that their diet is what is causing it. Do you know what I mean? They know that when you carbohydrates, you produce more insulin. Right. You know? Yeah, so,
2: yeah, so I, yeah, no, but the thing is, is, like, historically, the challenge is, is that because nutrition guidelines... Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like tell, tell people to eat carbs. So not only, but even yeah. eat more carbs than, okay. Yeah. So this, the standard American diet is here. Mm-hmm. The diabetes diet is up here. Yeah. It's even higher. What? Yeah. 50 to 60% of the diabetes diet is carbs. That's ridiculous. Um, I mean, I would say, you know, so what I used to do was just like basically, okay, you know, you got to get it down to like 90 to 120. And then we, you know, try and bring it down from there. Um, because the, dietitians, oh, the blood sugar? the diet, no, no, ninety oh. carbs because because oh, grams the of carbs, the diet, yeah, okay. because the dietitians. Well, no, because if the average diabetic diet has like two hundred and twenty to three hundred and forty grams grams of carb. of carb, are you kidding? No, they're advocating they advocate between like forty five to sixty per meal plus three snacks a day. Wow. Right. No, so it's really really high. So what you end up doing is you end up treating their meals Mm -hmm. with insulin and it's just like so so not only is their insulin already high yeah but you're giving them more so it's just like it's like wait a minute and then the concept is is like well wait a minute if your blood sugar is 220
1: yeah
2: it means you already have a lot of sugar in your blood why eat more sugar like it's, it's not like it's not like someone can say like it's not like kelly can say oh but you need carbs for survival you need you know grains for survival. it's like it's like no, yeah. you already have too much sugar in your blood. Right. You don't need to eat more sugar.
1: Right. Exactly.
2: And and that's just kind of gets lost on people. Yeah. Um, I
1: think the challenge too. I think the challenge too is that I don't think people understand that most people are dealing with an overweight or obese problem. So to give someone who's already overweight carbohydrates is like.
2: No, it's mine. Oh, I'm oh nice. No, but you it's know even, what I mean? even whole but, grains. Like but, go
1: eating Cheerios or whatever the whole grains they're suggesting. That's I mean, no, well, you but you got any a healthy heart if, that. If, on the if, Cheerio okay. box. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So no, and nervous. I guess I
2: guess the question I would have is like at some point, you know, whether it's today or another is to kind of go through kind of like the science of it. Yeah. Because I think, like I said, I think, and we were sitting before you got here, we were saying, you know, I think that so many people think keto is bad because of basically the cardiovascular and the high fat mm-hmm. and all that. The reality, you know, and it's not, doesn't have anything to do with it. What makes what makes a ketogenic work is the low carb.
1: Right, exactly. It's all about
2: low carb. Mm-hmm. It's got, you know, and so just by just by nature, yeah, you got to eat something.
1: Right. Right, right, right. So
2: the drive isn't e- the drive isn't to eat high fat or healthy fat or whatever, however you want to describe it. Mm-hmm. It's like the key is low carbs. So you don't stimulate insulin release mm-hmm. right? because insulin, everyone knows insulin lowers blood sugar, mm-hmm. but how does it lower blood sugar? It lowers blood sugar by storing the sugar
1: as fat. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. And the ketogenic diet does the complete opposite. Right. It takes molecules out of your fat cells and makes the ketones right from yeah, your fat cells. I mean,
2: cell. your, your, your body should do that anyway. And mm-hmm. it does Your do, you know, but, the thing is, is if you have carbohydrate readily available, if you have high glucose in the body, you're going to preferentially use that. Right. 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 Yeah, the that's Because, main, because right. it's there and the body doesn't want it there. Absolutely. Right? So the insulin is like the key that locks mm-hmm. basically the fat in the fat cell. Mm-hmm. So the thing you have to do, it's not really about the glucose. It's about lowering the insulin. Mm-hmm. And if you lower insulin, yes. your body can do what it was made to do.
1: Yeah. To quote my husband who uh, did a TED Talk on this. Oh, did he? Yeah, he did a TED oh, Talk. Oh, I'll have called, to look it up. Yeah, it's called Fighting Fat with Fat. And uh, Nick Murphy's his name. And uh, he says insulin is the master hormone that you have to control. Yes, it is. Insulin is, is going to dictate whether you're going to burn fat or you're going to store fat. It's all, so you have to control insulin. It's all
2: about insulin. And so, mm. so that's why it's like basically anyone who's got high insulin levels right be they someone like a woman with polycystic ovarian disease be they someone with metabolic syndrome be Mm -hmm. they someone Mm -hmm. even type 2 diabetes and pre-diabetes but even what we're doing is we're turning type 1 diabetics into double diabetes because we're giving them so much insulin Mm -hmm. they've got type 2 diabetes on top of their type 1 diabetes and they're insulin resistant and they're gaining weight right because it's iatrogenic Mm -hmm. we're giving them too much insulin and they're just storing everything is fat so the goal i mean i think at joslin i probably reduced more insulin than increased or started just because everyone's on so much insulin yeah and so the key the key really is the insulin piece Mm -hmm. okay um it really i mean it it really i mean sugar is just a sign of something it's not the bad thing i mean it's like no the bad thing that's causing all the problems is the insulin Mm -hmm. um it's tied to lots of things like cancer Right, mm-hmm. like hypertension. Right. Yeah, like, you know, it's t- it's tied. It's it's insulin. So say that. Uh, explain. I'm sorry. You said Nick
1: Nick Murphy. Uh, Nick I'm... Murphy fighting fat with fat. So you know how you say sugar. You, you I don't want to quote you on this, but you had mentioned something like sugar is not necessarily the problem. Insulin's the problem.
2: Insulin's the problem. Yeah,
1: explain that because people would be like, wait, that doesn't make sense. Okay, so. I mean, I get it, but
2: sugar, sugar, uh, sugar measurable. Sugars, you know, sugar is linked to linked to long term complications. Mm-hmm. But the disease isn't sugar. The disease is something else causing the increased sugar. Right. All right. So if you're if someone's body, okay, so the the, the body, okay, it basically has all this sugar. Okay. If you think in terms of, okay, food is fuel. That's supposed right. to be fuel. Right. So if you go back to again, prior to farming days and feast and famine and whatever, it's you're taking in fuel, processing it and moving forward and it's sustainability. Well, if you've got an abundance of fuel around, what happens and what's happened basically and just based the last 50 years with our diets, there's just an abundance of food and an abundance of fuel. Insulin resistance, like there's two different theories out there, but insulin, you know, rather than, rather than, rather than increasing weight causing insulin resistance, it's like, no, the body's reaction to protect itself is insulin resistance because it doesn't want to store all the stuff you're eating. It wants you to stop eating because it's already stored enough, and it doesn't want to store anymore. So it creates insulin to stop storage, but people keep eating anyway. So we're like orders um,
1: So now it's stored in the blood.
2: So now it's in the blood, and so what? Do you, so the thing is, is okay. You can measure it. You see it in the blood. And so, so what do you do? You give someone more insulin to try. You, it's it's like some people like align a, a it so like it's like giving alcohol to an alcoholic. But it's like basically if someone is insulin resistant they're just up in the insulin to cram the stuff in the cell that the body doesn't want to put in the cell.
1: That's yeah, that's a great way of explaining.
2: I mean, that. you're just basically you're just trying to like, you're just trying to hammer it in there and you're making it 10 times worse. So
3: what's the rationale behind doing it that way?
2: Uh, because people are focused on glucose and they shouldn't be focused on glucose. Mm-hmm. So in the and, blood.
1: and they could die. If your blood sugar levels are too high, you could die.
2: Yeah, right. no, I mean, there's because, I mean, that really comes from like dehydration and lots of other things. And there's a difference between type 1 and type 2. I mean, type 1 diabetes, you know, get in trouble because of lack of lack of insulin. Mm-hmm. Um, type 2 diabetes, they're already hyperinsulinemic, and you're giving them
3: more insulin. So the ketogenic diet more or less will help the type 2?
2: It's going to help both, both okay. because it's also going to decrease levels of insulin used in type 1. So we even basically a lot of type 1s that are on top of their game realize they should be eating low carb and they're not following the dietary recommendations given by mm-hmm. you know guidelines they're saying it's just like no they they'll max out so someone for example they'll ma- there's a guy that his name is adam brown and he bis- has been, basically written a book for type ones but he follows like basically you know no more than 30 grams of carb per meal so which in the diabetes world is considered low carb
3: but 30 carbs per meal three meals a day yeah so no, 90 carbs. No, a day. so 90
2: carbs. But that's con- But see, you know, that's considered basically. There's, you know, in the diabetes mm-hmm. world, that's considered low carb. Dietitians in the diabetes world don't go below 90.
1: So, so, so I think maybe because you asked you you asked that question with like a little bit of confusion, Antoinette. So really, is that the best answer? I would say personally, I would say no. But she, I think what she what Beth is saying is that's what they're recommending
2: right yeah
3: so that's why there's still an issue
2: no but there and there is but I think I think again when I look at it from my perspective the goal is to get I don't I I don't you know let's face it we all know that keto is a lifestyle right and whether people stick with it or not the goal is to get people at minimum below 100 grams of carb a day okay ideally you want to get them lower than that so okay so and typically how a lot of carbs and exchanges are measured in like or like packages of 30 or 15. so if you think in terms okay well okay if you get someone you know if you get someone from from 240 down to 90 to 120 and then you take them from 90 to 60 and then see okay can you go from you know 60 to 45 to 30 you know whatever. Right, 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 right. likewise if you get someone to jump down to the 2030 space mm-hmm. and someone decides okay i'm not sure i want to keep doing the keto thing can i start you know you add back in so okay so you tell them you can add in like packages of seven and a half for example it's not about okay don't don't go from below 30 to 90 you're just going to blow up and you're going to gain weight back and and do that but basically okay you know you go slow and so okay one week okay you add in seven and a half then go up you know go up to 45 and so you see where where what works
3: for them right and it is unique for each individual each person is different during my maintenance i could get up to the 42 carbs a day before gaining weight right and that's Still, well below mm-hmm. the average that they're prescribing. No, yeah,
2: but but just think about it. I mean, you you yourself have done things like incorporate, you know, going, you know, carnivore. Okay? Right, 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 right. Just like things like okay, to help facilitate, you know, advice to facilitate ketosis is increase your exercise because your muscles got to use the glycogen, right. And so exercise is going to facilitate ketosis. In addition to that, okay, f- intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's gonna. So there's a lot of tools in the toolbox, and you and someone can basically. It's not about rigidly following. Okay, I got to do this. I got to do this. I can't have this. It's like no. Each person has got to find their path.
3: Right, and I think it changes also. So my lifestyle will change during the winter versus the summer. Obviously, I'm more active, and the average person's more active. Right. So my carb tolerance is probably a little less in the winter. than it will be in the summer. Mm -hmm. So your body, that's why I'm an advocate of tracking because that's, you know, you know what's going on. You know what's happening. You can go back and review it and say, okay, so my carb content went a little higher. I started gaining weight. But in the summertime, my carb content can get maybe to 50, but I'm burning a million more calories a month. right? You know, just because... Nobody's going to bed at 11 o'clock because it's still light out at 9 p.m. Mm -hmm. But you 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 bring up a great the tracking piece. Yeah. Okay. It's such it's a tool for learning. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Yes. You
2: just don't know, and you don't know where the hidden carbs are. So again, again, to facilitate ketosis. Okay. You got to learn to track. You got to learn to know what you're doing. You got to find the hidden carbs.
3: Right. And and tracking is important. And with tracking, that's how I realized too much dairy Mm -hmm. worked against me. Mm-hmm. versus work for me so let me
1: ask you this because i think there's a lot of people that probably are not listening to this that either are following a ketogenic diet they want to learn more what would you say Antoinette? how do you keep the discipline of tracking because it's very easy to get away from that
3: it is you need the accountability pro okay. approach <laughs> i mean at the end of the day i i'm a firm believer you can't do this alone jill i would have never made it this far without you <laughs> i am you know um My daughter, Antonia, she'll always say, "Uh, I thought you were fasting today as I'm ready to eat something. But I started that um, tracking challenge in our group to help people stay accountable. But it helps me stay accountable. Right. You know what I mean? And by tracking, I end up eating less. Mm -hmm. If I know that I have to show you my app, yeah, I can cheat and maybe not put something in. But at the end of the day, the numbers don't lie. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm only cheating myself by not being honest. But I think that most people, by tracking and by having an accountability partner in tracking, you tend to eat less, make better choices. You know, it, like the alcoholic it, needs but, a, a sponsor. Yeah, no, I, there's, it, there's but a it, truth and strength in numbers. Yeah. yeah. No,
1: but
2: it helps with portion control as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and you get to, you know, and I'll get an you know, like one of the things that, okay, yeah, I like nuts. And so I was like, just, you know, okay, quarter cup, quarter cup until I started, I measured it. I'm like, wow, this isn't really an ounce. It's more than an ounce. Right. All right. And then you start That's realizing so it. And then I realized, okay, so what were the things that were blowing up? I'm a right. carb manager for me and I'm like okay so let's like okay cashews are a no-no I can do you know and so certain certain nuts are good I can do certain nuts then it's like okay if I want to put them on my salad okay it's two tablespoons
3: instead of a quarter cup right and then you start realizing what carbs do exist like my last eight pounds those green peppers yeah you know at that point I knew everything I didn't need to track anymore it's two years in and I'm eating four or five green peppers a day I mean everybody would joke and say you're going to turn green pretty soon and then you know Mm -hmm. Jill's like let's start tracking let's figure this out it's the freaking green peppers and they're healthy Mm -hmm. but you still have to do it in moderation so I began tracking again and realized that there's six carbs in a green pepper you know there's 24 carbs right there Maybe yep. thirty. Yep. So I cut that out, you know. But if I wasn't tracking, I would have never realized. Even an egg, most people don't realize that there's carbs in eggs. Minimal. No. Yeah. Yes. On the app. On the
1: app?
2: Yeah. I'm pretty yeah, sure. There's,
3: car- you know, there's,
2: there's carbs. One eggs. carb in an I don't remember. Egg. Yeah. It's not a lot. Oh. But okay. It's
3: minimal, but it's still. It's like no, but
2: well, you realize when you're tracking that you know. So so you're hoping that you only get like say seven and a half like things but they add up one adds up here three four you know they all start at okay I'm a, I like kombucha and I use it as my pro you know my probiotic and so you know one of the things is to watch like in kombucha because it's got carbon and now the app grades things from A to F and tells you whether it's good or bad it gives it a B but you, ha, you know but I have to think okay if I'm drinking my kombucha and I get depending on what flavor I drink and it's four to six per six ounces I got to watch what else I'm eating if right. I have my kombucha
1: right yeah, there, there's so many hidden things. That yeah, you have to, there really is. And I really think is. again, if you're not measuring things out, a well-formulated ketogenic diet is measured out. Things yes. have to be measured. So yeah. if you're not measuring, you don't know how right. exact you're being. No,
2: but I, I guess you know, when we were saying this earlier. It was kind of like I think keto keto is an umbrella term.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It really is an umbrella term, and it really is short it's shorthand for you know a ketogenic diets and ketosis, and right. and and that's really what it is. And so there's many ways to get there. So label wise, and I think sometimes keto gets a bad rap because they hear about things that, you know, they hear about like dirty keto versus clean keto, or you think about lazy keto and there's lots of different, (laughs) there's lots of different types of keto. So it doesn't, you know, and so the thing is, it's like, so yeah, you can create anything that might, be good or bad you know fit in those parameters but the reality Mm -hmm. is is everyone thinks that you know because like whatever I went I was at this meeting earlier this week and a woman's just like oh I could never do keto I couldn't I can't imagine drinking bulletproof coffee and I'm like no one says you have to drink bulletproof coffee yeah I know Um,
1: I know
0: Well, there it is. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. Again, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the podcast. And don't forget to find us downtown East Genesee Street across from Syracuse Stage, the only restaurant in Syracuse with a complete keto menu for lunch, dinner, and some amazing keto desserts.